Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sobanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Season 3, Episode 22, All Hell Breaks Loose. It originally aired on May 17, 2001, and had 5.26 million viewers. This episode was directed by Shannon Doherty. Damn, two episodes this season. Go, Shannon. I know. Look at you. And... Listen, this is a good one, too. It is. She tends to direct finales. Didn't she direct every finale? Did she? I don't remember. I she think might've. so. I think she just yeah. directed every finale so far. Could be. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to check that. But I'm pretty sure you might be right. Uh, but anyways, here we are at the very end of season three. And we have a great episode ahead of us to discuss today. We definitely do. So we open in the manor, it's daytime, we're in the entryway parlor area, and the sisters walk in with this doctor, and Piper is saying that she thinks they made it, and Phoebe that he would have attacked by now if they hadn't, and the doctor's confused, he's like, who would have attacked, why don't you tell me what's going on, and Phoebe says, because we're trying to save your life, he's like, from who? Prue's like, unfortunately, we're not quite sure. And Piper says, that's because Phoebe did not give us enough time to figure it out. She's like, I can't control how far in the future my premonitions take place. I saw the attack. We kicked butt. What more do you want? And she's like, I would like to know more about what who we're up against. And Prue tells Phoebe to check the Book of Shadows for more on the demon hitman. And the doctor's like, excuse me, demonic? And Piper tells her not to get sidetracked with the coal potion thingy and they need to focus on saving themselves. Phoebe goes upstairs, and Prue asks Piper what potion, and she tells her about the Raynor spell, and she thinks Phoebe's naive, and Prue says, I thought she was over him. Piper's like, apparently not. And the doctor starts freaking out and asking who they are, and Prue tells him that he's either saved too many lives or he's about to save one that they don't want him to, and the doctor's still really confused. And that's when Shax, who is apparently the source's assassin, is after him. And that's when he starts to think that it's all a practical joke. And he's like, where are the cameras? And Prue's like, Dr. Griffiths, listen to me. This is anything but. And then she gets a chill and calls for Phoebe. And the doors burst open and both sisters yell Phoebe's name. Then Shax appears in a tornado of wind knocking over the sisters and looking at Dr. Griffiths. And Prue gets up and pushes the doctor out of the way and then gets hit by a blue light and flies through the wall. Then Piper gets up and runs over and gets hit by one too. And Dr. Griffiths is like, what are you? And Shax is like, the end. And Phoebe comes down the stairs and says a spell. And Shax turns into like a white light and then like, the wind and goes out the door and Phoebe runs over to her sisters who are knocked out and starts calling for Leo 
he heals them and they wake up and get up and Piper says, what happened? And he says, you guys almost died. That's what happened. And Piper's like, yeah, well, what else is new? And Prue asks where Shax is and Phoebe says, I tried to use the vanquishing spell on him, but I think I just wounded him. He turned into the wind. And Prue thinks maybe it needs more than one witch for its full impact and that they need to find him while he's still hurt. And she tells Phoebe to stay with the doctor and use the spell to fend him off if he comes back and that her and Piper will go to vanquish him and Phoebe and Leo look at each other. So immediately starts off with chaos. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know what's going on, who Shax is, why he's after this doctor, really anything about what's happening right now. Yeah, and I will say, I don't think we're ever going to find out why he was after this doctor. Yeah, I don't think we do. (laughs) (laughs) However, this whole thing is important for, you know, the rest of the episode. So we, we do know that, you know, Piper and Prue almost died. Leo, I guess, can heal them both at the same time, which I don't know that we've ever seen him do that before. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Phoebe was there to save them, but we know that this Shaq's character still is not dead. Yes. Also, I will just mention, because I remember we mentioned it earlier in the season, um, and we didn't mention who the third character that he plays is. So the man who portrays the demonic version of Balthazar also plays Shax and also played a Grimlock earlier this season. So this is his third character that he plays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. He's good too. Yeah. He's got the perfect look for all these things. He does. And I love the Shax voice. Like he talks so little, but just that the end, like it's so perfectly delivered. Oh my God. Phenomenal. And like the looks he gives, the way he tilts his head, like it's so different than his other characters. And I really, really, again, commend the actors in this show for the way they're able to portray these differences when they're playing someone else. Seriously, very creepy and like, yeah, makes, you know, he he can portray it very, very well differently for each character he plays. Beautiful. Can we also just talk about how he, like, for some reason, gives off demonic Fabio vibes with, like, the long hair and the open, like, billowing shirt? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm kind of living for him. (laughs) Can't lie. One thing I'll say here also is the way that the doctor's reactions are one of those sensible reactions we get where someone is just like, what the fuck is going on here when they get thrown into the magical chaos? Right. I feel like there are a lot of reactions that don't quite play the role as they should. And this one, I will say, I will give it to him where he's like, they? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Is this a prank? Like, you guys, what's happening? You know? So definitely um, works for me here. Definitely, definitely. So now we move to the street and Prue and Piper are walking down and Prue is sure that he's still close by. And then the wind starts blowing behind them and Shax appears in a tornado again. And then he throws his power at them, but Prue throws it back. And then Piper blows him up and he disappears. And she's like, okay, so is he dead? And Prue's like, we didn't really say a spell. And Piper's like, well, maybe we don't have to. We don't always. We're lucky nobody saw us, though. And then Prue says that they should get back to Phoebe, and they go. And then down the street, we see a newswoman and a camera guy 
and a woman the woman's like back to me back to me and he turns back to her and is like um okay uh i'm not exactly sure what just happened but whatever it was you saw it here live and she just looks extremely shocked so oh no it's official they're Magic exposed was exposed it's been exposed and i cannot believe it so now we know what's gonna be a big thing in this episode yeah because they've been caught by a journalist before right we saw that in season one but this time it happened live yeah that is a problem i, I am so excited means. to see what happens because this is the first time they've ever like live been exposed and this could go horribly Yes. And I also will just say, like, we've been talking all season about how they're just using their powers in the open all the time. So it's about time somebody fucking caught them, if I'm being honest. I 100% agree. Like, I'm surprised it took until the finale. Yeah, seriously. Like, they be on the open way too often. Literally, literally. And then, of course, we have, is Shaq dead? Is he not? I'm thinking not because we're very early in the episode unless the episode is just going to be about the exposure. Right. I guess we'll find out. So then we have the theme. And when we come back, we're back in the manor in the conservatory. And Prue and Phoebe are sitting with Dr. Griffiths. And Piper walks in and brings him a glass of water. Phoebe's telling him that he needs to keep their secret, and Prue says if others knew, we wouldn't be able to do what we do anymore, we wouldn't be able to help future innocents like we helped you, and he says he understands, and Phoebe thanks him, and he says, no, thank you, you saved my life, the least I can do is protect yours, then Phoebe walks him out, Leo approaches and asks how it went, and they say fine, but Prue says that she isn't sure that they actually vanquished Shax, and Piper's like, what do you mean? He screamed, he went poof, just like they all do. Third demon in a row, by the way, that I vanquished with my new power, but who's counting? And she's like, right, but if that's all we needed, then why was there a vanquishing spell in the book? I mean, hasn't that always meant that our individual powers weren't enough? And Phoebe walks back over, and Leo says, except the book was written by witches with less powers than you guys have. They needed the spells. And Phoebe thinks that if he was alive, he would have tried again by now. And Prue asks Leo to check with the elders just in case, so he says he will and orbs out, but Piper thinks Prue is being paranoid. And Prue's like, yeah, you're probably right. And Phoebe tells them that she wants to try a potion to reverse the spell that turned Cole bad in the first place. And Piper's like, Phoebe, she's like, I'm not looking for your approval, Piper, just your support. And Prue says, well, Phoebe, it's kind of hard to give you support when you're just setting yourself up to get hurt again. She says, Cole is good inside. I know it. And if dark magic did this to him, then how come white magic can't save him? I can't just turn my back. I have to try. And Piper says, what do you want us to do? She says, I want you to use the magic to magic spell to send me down there. I reworded it to make it work. And Piper says it's dangerous because they won't be able to contact each other. And she says, I'll be safe. I'll be with Cole and he'll bring me back. So you don't have to worry about that. And Prue says, you're banking a lot on that little potion of yours, you know? She says, no, I'm not. I'm banking on Cole, and they all look at each other. <sighs> all right, I guess we'll start from the beginning of this scene. Of course, Dr. Griffith's here, very sweet of him to want to protect their secret and, you know, thank them for 
saving his life and then go about his way. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to react if I was in a position like that. Yeah. I feel like I'd keep their secret. I feel like I'd be like, you know what? They helped me. Like they got to keep helping people. I think I would too, but I'd probably tell Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't lie. (laughs) You're right. I'd probably tell like Ash and you. (laughs) Yeah. Like my sisters would know. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's just how it works. Yeah. And aside from that, you know, I like Piper's little energy here of like, yeah, a third demon in a row that I vanquished and how none of them seem very concerned that Shax isn't vanquished, except for Prue, who's like, well, something doesn't add up about this, you know? Yeah, it's that little hint of like those instincts, right? Kind of kicking in there. But I do like seeing the confidence in Piper, especially when we saw so much like low self-esteem last episode, seeing that switch up here where she's very like confident in her new power and like feeling it and feeling herself. I love that for her. Me too. Seriously. I love it. And then we have our delusional Phoebe here thinking she can fix this man. I know. Seriously. I mean, I get where she's coming from, where she's like, well, if dark magic took him away from me, then how come light magic can't like bring him back if I know that he does have good in him? Like, it is delusional. Don't get me wrong. And anybody who isn't in that position and isn't the one who's in love would be able to see that. But I have to admit, you know, if I was her, I'd probably be doing the same thing. No, we've all been there. And we've also all been the friend being like, listen, like, you're setting yourself up to get hurt again exactly and then being like no 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 you guys don't understand he still loves me I can still fix this exactly we've definitely all been there exactly well at least you and I have for sure (laughs) (laughs) that I can say for sure guess I can't speak for everybody else but I like to think that I'm not the only one yeah maybe you listeners aren't all Delulu girlies (laughs) like we are maybe it's just the Savankos and of course the Hallowells yes And I love, like, I do love, like, Phoebe's faith in Cole here. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, no, I'm banking on him. I know this, like, I know that we are, we can fix this. We can get back together. We can make this work. And, of course, the sisters having their doubts, I think they also are well aware that, like, like, I think all of them mutually agree, like, Cole wouldn't hurt Phoebe. Yeah. Like, I think none of them are, like, they know it's dangerous and maybe have that slight doubt. But I think they're all pretty confident in the fact that, like, Cole wouldn't do that to her you know yeah because I think ultimately if they thought she was in real real danger they wouldn't let her go or they would be like we have to go all together or something exactly after that we move to the underworld and we see Cole is in a room surrounded by candles and he's like sleeping on a bed of hay I guess that's what demons do and then Phoebe arrives in white orbs and she wakes him up and he just looks at her. He's like, what are you doing here? And she says, I came to bring you back. And he comes over and he grabs her neck and starts choking her and says, you just made a huge mistake. Um, Cole, enough, dude. Yeah, I'm not vibing with the fucking choking Phoebe all the time thing, Cole. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You Don't just like were talking, you just were, like, the switch up is crazy. Like, what did he do, another potion to make himself try to hate her even more? Like, you just were crying about how much you love her. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, we'll always love each other, even though we can't be together. Actually, let me fucking choke you when you show up at my house. I know, like, what? Also, no wonder he wanted to rent an apartment. Look where he apparently lives. I know, that <laughs> does not sound very fun to me. 
Like it's literally a pillow on a pile of hay. Like who designed this? <laughs> They're just like trying any, like demons can sleep comfortably too, I would think. Like I <laughs> literally, like I expect like demons to be living on like silk sheets and like a nice fancy like thing, right. not sleeping like, on the hay on the floor. Yeah, they don't have to make it seem so like just awful and like cold and <laughs> maybe it reminds him of like his youth in the 1800s did they not have beds then maybe i don't know <laughs> beds of hay i guess god only knows but yeah i definitely have some questions about the setup of the underworld that i'll talk about a little later like does he have a house or is this just like a, a cave somewhere that I... anyone could walk into at any point like i just these questions run through my mind all throughout the show anytime from here on out that we do see the underworld <laughs> so then we go to the newsroom and there's this man who's like obviously the boss and he's telling everyone to be quiet and close the door he's like now what we talk about in this room stays in this room until i say otherwise and then the woman who was recording on the street who we find out is named alana shows the video of the sisters fighting shacks and they think that they need to figure out how to capitalize on it before someone else does. And the boss is like, well, I'm not even sure what it is. And Alana says that it has to be supernatural. And one woman is like, no, I feel like it's a hoax, whatever. And the boss wants them to authenticate it before they put it out there. But then Alana reminds them that 200,000 viewers already saw it live. And he tells her to find out who the women are fast. And her and the camera guy, like, rush off together. I love, like, how they set it up so, like, cliche of, like, the newsroom. And then, like, when she's like, Jeannie's out of the bottle, Dave. So what do you want to do? Like, it's, like, it's, it just was so funny to me. The whole, like, scene of, like, quiet, shut that. Everybody, like, it was so cliche, I feel like. Yeah, and, like, the woman with, like, the hair up and the glasses being, like, it could be a hoax, like. I know. Like, it was just, it was perfect. I, but, like, it worked for me. I thought it was, like. It was really funny. Like, it was, it was, I liked it. And I like the way that, like, they're kind of playing on those tropes we know in order to give us that quick setup so we can get to kind of, like, the idea of them as, like, our secondary antagonists of the episode. Exactly. But, yeah, that seems to be more of just, like, plot them figuring out and just showing like okay all these people saw it already we're gonna make this a big thing find the, those people and like obviously the girls are gonna be like being recorded and watched after that mm-hmm. so then we cut to the street and prue and piper are looking around finding nothing and prue says that she still doesn't understand how they could vanquish such a powerful demon without a spell and piper's like well frankly i'm more worried about phoebe than shacks we shouldn't have let her go and Prue says, Phoebe can take care of herself. Dr. Griffiths cannot. Look, Piper, I have a bad feeling about this. I've had one all day. And if there's one thing I've learned since becoming a witch, it's to trust those feelings. And then we see this little girl is watching them. And Piper says hi as they pass by her. And she just keeps looking at them. And then her mom comes over and tells her to stay away from them. And Piper's like, looks over like really confused by this. And that's how the scene cuts out. So, looks like mommy knows. People know. It's happening. It's happening. But I do get, like, what Prue's saying here. How she's still just not convinced that Shax is gone. Um, I understand her concerns. And maybe he's not. I mean, it seems that way if, like, she's this 
hellbent on it, that usually means that that is the case in the show. Exactly. Again, we're seeing those instincts played out, kind of one of them denying the other, and then setting up the idea that people know what's going on. Exactly. And I love, like, Prue's confidence in Phoebe here as well. Yes, definitely. So then we are at the police station, and Daryl brings in a suspect and sits him down. And the captain walks over and says, looks like all those freaky rumors about you and the Hallowells might not have been rumors after all. And Daryl's like, what do you mean? And he looks over at the TV, and it's showing the clip of them vanquishing Shax, and he's like, oh no. Dun, 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 dun. I can't believe it. Now, Daryl's probably going to be the one to let them know what's happening. But Daryl's reaction here where he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I know. I love it. And I love that we got my boy back for this episode. I know. Finally making an appearance in the finale, Daryl. Yeah. Can't have a finale without without Daryl. Come on now. We can't. And I miss you when you're not here, babe. Stay around all the time. Seriously. We love you, Daryl. Always will. Yes. Also, I just want to point out, like, I know it's because of, like, it being a weird thing, but all those freaky rumors about you and the Hallowells, like, what is he doing? Having four ways? Relax. (laughs) Calm down. What you mean, freaky? (laughs) They don't have enough concentration for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways, so... Then we move to the manor in the kitchen and the news is on and Prue walks in on the phone and she finds out that Dr. Griffith is in surgery and says that he's safe for now and Piper's doing some dishes. Then Piper asks what the plan is and says we can't protect him indefinitely. Prue's like, well, if I'm right, we won't have to. I mean, Shax will attack sooner rather than later. We should go. And then Piper thinks they should wait to see what Leo finds out. And that's when the phone rings. And Prue gets it and sees that it's Daryl. And he's, like, telling her to watch the news. And they turn around and see the clip of them on the news. And then it cuts to Alana live approaching their house. And Prue drops the phone and, like, covers her mouth. And Piper's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So now everybody knows. Yes, all hell is breaking loose, as you might say. I know, one one might add. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean, that again, of course, is like a plot part. I feel like a plot scene, but now the ladies know. And I love Prue's reaction where she like drops the phone and she's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like right outside her house. No, it's a really good setup and it's really leading us into what's coming in a really strong, effective way. So the scene totally works for me. Absolutely. Me too. So then we cut outside the manor and the front yard is full of reporters and Daryl's car pulls up and they start asking him questions and he keeps telling everybody no comment and walking past. And then we see this blonde woman who's yelling that she's a witch too. And on the phone, he's like, Prue, I'm at the door. And Alana follows him to the door asking for a statement. And he's like, I said no comment. And then the door opens and she's like, Miss Hallowell. And Prue's like, back off and closes the door. This outside scene, again, very much set up for everything. But obviously everybody knows now the world is finding out. They're like surrounding their yard and 
Alan is trying so hard to get the story and like the way Prue and Daryl are both like get away get away it seems very realistic to me and it does remind me of especially in the early 2000s the way people got hassled by paparazzi like completely harassed non-stop and like I just like you see that and it looks so legit like I could only imagine you know I uh I would never yeah. have wanted I it would have drove me crazy too like it did several people no, it's something that I think is so of that era. Like, that's really when this was, like, a huge thing coming out was just how much the paparazzi was really just stalking these people, completely invading their privacy, right. going this close to their home, never giving them a moment to themselves. Like, I think it really portrays what it's like to be thrown into the spotlight. And, you know, this idea that they're just doing their job, right? Like their job is to save people. Whereas like celebrities job is to entertain people. But that doesn't mean that everything in their life should be taken away from them just because they have this career that puts them in the spotlight in some regards. Exactly. And it's not fair for also the paparazzi themselves to invade every single aspect of their lives. Like you said, like that's like they're owned by what they do you know like their whole life is their career that's not fair they're still real people and like you even see people oh like I would see videos of people getting like celebrities getting upset at paparazzi and like pushing cameras out of their face and stuff and being all angry and then they make it sound like oh this incredibly violent celebrity like they're so mean they're so rude like you're quite literally harassing them like what would you do I don't yeah. like, I don't see those. And then people comment like, ill, like, I can't believe they would do that. Like, I lost respect for them. Like, yeah, because you're not the one having to go through that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, like, I definitely couldn't thing. handle it. Yeah. No, I'd be throwing, I'd be like, I want everybody to hate me. So you can stay the hell away from me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Definitely. But I mean, back to the show, it's just like them having to deal with that. It's a lot for them to handle right now, especially when they're in the process of saving somebody's life. Yeah. So now we're in the parlor and Piper's like, isn't that illegal? Can't you do something about that? And Daryl's like, well, killing somebody on live TV is pretty illegal too, you know? And Prue's like, it wasn't somebody, Daryl. It was a demon. And we're pretty sure we didn't kill him anyway. And he's like, you want to try telling them that? And then he's like, look, I've called for backup, but that's not going to help for long. This thing's going to get ugly fast. And Piper's like, we shouldn't have followed Shaxx into the street. And Prue's like, we didn't have a choice. And Piper's like, didn't we? And she's like, sure, we could have just let him kill our innocent. That would have been better, don't you think? You know what? Let's not let this thing get between us. We have enough problems as it is. And Daryl's like, more than you know. The captain wants me to bring you in for questioning. And Piper's like, right, Daryl. And what do we tell him, the truth? And he's like, well, what are you going to tell them? That's when his phone rings and it's the captain and he walks off. Then Prue's like, maybe when Phoebe's done saving Cole, she can come back and save us. And that's when Leo orbs in and Piper asks where he's been. And he's like, trying to figure out how to get you out of this mess. It's pretty big news up there. And Prue's like, well, in case you hadn't noticed, it's pretty big news down here too. Any suggestions? And he says, no, they're still working on it. And Piper's like, oh, then by all means, tell them to take their time. And he's like, they're not the ones that screwed up. And Piper's like, excuse me, screwed up? We've been busting our wicked butts for three years without getting caught. Don't we get credit for that? And he's like, Piper, you've been exposed. If we can't fix this, it could undermine all the good that you've done and all the good you're still destined to do. And she says, well, maybe this is our destiny. Maybe it's just not meant to be. And he says, you don't believe that. And she's like, don't I? And Prue says, well, I don't. 
I mean, this whole year has just been a series of tests, right? To see what we're made of. Well, maybe this is just one more test, which means we can't give up. And she says that they need to get Dr. Griffith while the elders figure it out. Then Leo says that they need the power of three and the spell to vanquish shacks. And Prue says that there's just two of them and asks him to orb them to the hospital. And he says, I can't. The elders won't let me. They don't want to risk exposing white lighters, too. And Piper's like, cowards. Then Daryl walks back in, and Prue and Piper are about to leave. Then Daryl says, even if you can save your innocent, that still doesn't save yourselves. They ask him to buy as much time as he can and ask Leo to get back up there and get things going. And then she and Piper leave. A lot going on here. I like, you know, the chaos here again, one of that like high intensity scenes, everything's going on. They don't know what to do. Of course, Leo comes down and the elders don't want, you know, him to help. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get them out of this. Like, thanks for nothing, you guys. Yeah, literally. What are you guys even good for? Also being like, oh, you guys exposed us. Like Leo's been orbing out in front of people all fucking season. So I know he orbed out in the middle of the diner. Like, I know, and he's coming at them. Like, I totally see Piper's point. Like, uh, don't we get credit for everything that we've done in the past? Like, you're going to come at us like we're like these big screw-ups? Like, screw you, dude. No, literally. And also, this moment, I just want to call it out where they're like, oh, orb us to the hospital. So now, all of a sudden, Leo's allowed to orb multiple people. He's like, I can't because the elders don't want us exposed. But literally, every other time, he's like, I can't orb you guys. I can only orb Piper. Right. I'm not a cosmic taxi. But now he's, I guess, a taxi, but not allowed to work because he's on strike. Exactly. Like, come on, make it make sense. <laughs> but yeah, I guess maybe in the future, Leo will just be orbing people around, it seems like. We shall see. And then, of course, here, I love that we still get hints of, like, Piper's, you know, forever character, forever mindset of, like, maybe it's just not meant to be. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to do this. Maybe we shouldn't be, like, witches anymore. Like, Piper's the one who I feel like is willing to give in, like you said, uh, in last episode, where the other two are much more, you know, inclined and motivated and want to do this, where Piper's always been more focused on the humanity side of things. Mm -hmm. And, like, she still even feels that here. Yeah. And I'm really, really curious to see how they're going to get themselves out of this one, because this is a lot. I mean, they're in trouble with the law. They have... The paparazzi, a.k.a. the news reporters, surrounding their entire house. The elders don't even know how to get them out of this jam. Like, Phoebe's not around. Yep. Magic's been exposed. Like, there's so much going on. Also, I'm a little confused about whether they need the power of three or not here. Right, or if they just need, like, more than one strong witch to get it done. Which I feel like has never been the case before like it's either the power of three or it's one of them can do it like it's never been like it needs to be two right yeah that's not usually the case so interesting especially if um this guy is as strong as he seems to be being that he is the source's like assassin right hand man you know yeah sounds like that would be kind of a power of three vanquish so i don't know and it really makes me curious about why he's after this doctor. Me too. Like what? And it sucks because we, I mean, spoiler, we don't really get a reason for that. And yeah. it's like a little confusing, but. Unless we find out in season four, but I don't know. Yeah, I know. At least in this episode, we don't quite know. Yeah. 
So then we're outside and the sisters run to their car and the news people and the yelling witch lady like run up to their car and they just ignore them all and drive off. So this lady, we keep specifically seeing her and it's making me nervous. Like, obviously she says she's a witch too. I don't know if she's going to be important in here because she keeps coming up and it keeps kind of focusing on her, but I'm looking forward to see what role she plays. Yeah, I definitely have my eye on her. Right, if maybe she's going to help them through this or what might happen. Yeah, maybe she's the key to vanquishing shocks. Who knows? Could be. So now back in the underworld, Cole falls back into the pile of hay. um, And Phoebe has her hands up like she just knocked him over. And he says, you're not an easy girl to dump. And she says, yeah, well, I didn't risk everything to come down here and not get what I came for. And then he sits up and says, you can't have me. Not anymore. And she says, I can't if I reverse the spell that took you away from me. He says, we've already had this conversation, Phoebe. Even if you could reverse it, it doesn't change the fact that I, she says that you killed a witch. Yeah, I know. But you didn't do it willingly. And that's the difference. That's what gives you a second chance. That's what gives us a second chance. And he walks over to her and grabs her throat again and says, I already had a second chance and I blew it. Now this is your last chance. No more games. Go home. You can't save me. And then she breaks the potion on his back and says, you want to bet? And he moves back and looks at her. And then he walks closer and grabs her and they start kissing. And then this like cute romantic music starts playing. And she's like, let's get out of here. And he's like, where? She's like, what do you mean? Where? Home. Back to my place. And he's like, you really think they're just going to let me go? That they're not going to come looking for me again? And she says, we'll fight them off. And he says, for how long? Indefinitely? Phoebe, we tried it up there. It doesn't work for us. And he says, so where does that leave us? And she's like, right where we are. And she looks around and like, what do you mean by that, Cole? What are you saying? She should switch to the dark side? Yeah, this scene is really confusing to me because like, why can't she still just get rid of his powers? Like, why can't she bind his powers like their original plan was? Exactly. Why is it all of a sudden like, there's nothing we can do. They're always going to come after me. Like, I thought if you got rid of your powers, no one could track you anymore and you'd be safe. Yeah, we had this all sorted out before, you guys. Come on, make it make sense. But now I guess before you were like, our only way to be together is if we're both good. And now it's like, our only way to be together is if we stay in the underworld. I know, like, what exactly is it that you're looking for here? A little confusing to me. A little confusing. And then, you know, of course, we had the violence again. We have the back and forth here, which I think is really well done. And then we have the spell being broken and Cole coming back to her. Exactly. She did it. Proud of you, Phoebe. Yeah, I guess for her, true love did conquer that toxic relationship. Maybe. Uh Even though he was still violent and aggressive and you kind of just forced him to (laughs) (laughs) be great. But I do love like them coming back together and, you know, the romanticness between them once they get start making out again and um of course Cole being broken out of that spell yeah and I'm interested to see like what's gonna happen how they're gonna figure this out how they're gonna get out of this one you and me both so then we're at the hospital and Dr. Griffiths is at the nurse's station on the phone and Prue and Piper walk up and they hand the phone to the nurse and tell him that he's still after him and that he needs to come with them and they start running off Then outside, we see that Dr. Griffiths is still confused, and they say that they're going somewhere safe, and they need to get him in the car, 
and then news bands start pulling up and the wind tornado appears and we see him go flying out of the car onto the sidewalk. Then Shax appears and Piper and Prue go over and say the spell together and we see him vanquish in a big explosion and people start clapping and that's when the sisters notice them and then notice the news crew and Piper's like, uh-oh, news at 11 and Prue's like, oh, that's bad. So I will say the flaw here is like, I thought evil also didn't want to be exposed which is why they like cover their tracks and disappear after Vanquish. That's something they've promoted like from the beginning of the show. And now all of a sudden Shax is just showing up in the middle of the hospital with all these people. Like, Yeah, because they were like, he wouldn't show up in surgery because there's too many people there. And now all of a sudden he's just showing up in the middle of like a busy street. Because like at least before they were kind of like on the corner secluded outside. Right. But now they're like in full view of many people in public and he's just showing up ready for a fight. I know. It's very odd. Like, is the doctor really worth exposing? I mean, I guess it could be since magic was already exposed that he was like, whatever, let me just get my target. But like, I don't know. It still is like, why are you? But then why not just do it at the hospital? Right. Yeah. So kind of illogical there. But, you know. The scene worked to kind of make it to push forward the plot of people knowing that they are magic, you know, magic. Yeah, it's plot's sake. Exactly. So then we are back at the manor outside and there are people outside and all down the street with picket signs and dressed as like aliens and things like that. Then we see police barricades up and helicopters flying over. And then the same woman from before is on top of a van yelling, I'm one of you, Prue, Piper, I'm one of you. I'm the only one who understands. I can help. And that's uh, the end of that one. But I'm focusing on this lady. Yeah. She's uh, she's stressing me out a little bit there. Yeah, she's not giving me good vibes. No. And I don't know if it's just because I've seen the episode before, but I feel like even if I hadn't, I'd be like, she just seems a little her. bit like a little bit like desperate like there's something like... off about her she doesn't yeah. seem like we've seen other witches who are a little eccentric before but there's something different something unstable about the way she exactly is. yeah she doesn't seem fully sane in everything she's doing and saying you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely So then we're in the kitchen and Piper's going through the mail and Daryl's on the phone saying, get those idiots off the driveway, get them back behind the tape. And Prue's saying, what I can't figure out is how they knew we were at the hospital. I mean, they didn't follow us. And Daryl says, the reporter probably lowjacked your car and followed you. And she says, I really hope Phoebe's doing better down there than we are up here. Then she walks over by Piper and says, and Piper's telling her that they're getting interview requests. And one of them is for Sports Illustrated, and Daryl makes a joke that they probably want them for the swimsuit edition. And Prue asks where Leo is, and then looks at the TV and sees Dr. Griffiths giving an interview and just telling them literally everything, like, way to break your promise, bitch. Then they change the channel, and it's a girl that they went to high school with saying that Prue cast a spell to make her and her boyfriend break up. (laughs) And Piper goes, I always wondered why they broke up. And Prue's like, not funny. And they start calling for Leo and heading towards the conservatory. This scene is, like, very comedic to me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I love it. 
it's really just playing on like the chaos, um, the way that obviously the sisters are becoming celebrities in their own right. And right now things seem mostly positive other than the fact that their house is being stormed. Like it's kind of that moment of, oh wow, like people are really interested in us, but it's also like a complete invasion of their lives. Oh my God, completely. Yeah. And I and love of like course, Prue is the one taking this like super serious and like Piper is just, which she tends to do that, use humor to kind of like cope with things that are super stressful. Um, yeah. And I always love that about her. Definitely. And of course they had to make, you know, the Sports Illustrated swim shoot joke because they're hot women. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. They had to do it. Hey, blame Shannon Doherty. <laughs> she didn't write the episode. She just directed it. Yeah, she could have made her changes. <laughs> so then we move to the conservatory and Leo orbs in and proves like this thing has to end now. The media is turning into a freaking circus. And he's like, now you know why the elders have always been highly concerned about exposure. And Piper's like, okie dokie, now we know. Do they have any solutions or not? And he's like, one, but it's a long shot. You have to try and contact Tempest. And Prue's like, Tempest the demon? Leo says he's the only one on either side who has the power to manipulate time, to reset everything before this all started. And Piper's like, we vanquished him. And he says, no, you defeated him. You didn't vanquish him. But that's not the real problem. The real trick is trying to contact him. He's an upper-level demon who's well-insulated. They're like, why would he want to help us? We can't make a move without the whole world tuning in to watch. We're basically powerless. And then the doors burst open and this that witch woman enters and she's like, cool, I made it. And Piper's like, who the hell are you? And she's like, I'm Alice, Alice Hicks. I've been trying to contact you. I want to join your coven. And Prue's like, are you nuts? This is our home. Get out of here. And she throws her out with telekinesis and closes the door behind her. And Daryl comes running in and asks if everyone's okay. And Prue's like, yeah, we got it, Daryl. And then um, she's like, this has to end now or our lives are over. And everyone looks around. So my boyfriend Tempest is back, but he's actually not, unfortunately. Spoiler to the end of the episode, we never see him and I'm really sad. But it makes me very sad too. Also, I feel like we've mentioned previously that Tempest was still alive and maybe we weren't supposed to know that until this episode. So sorry for that minor spoiler that we gave away, I guess. Right, but also we never heard or like no one's ever explained to us the whole defeated not vanquished thing i mean i guess we did see barbus come back yeah it's something that definitely confuses me a little bit yeah because like like we knew that tempest was moved out of the time or whatever and that that was how you defeat him right but i guess like we weren't supposed to know that that wasn't a real vanquish but also then how do we know which demons in the future are defeated versus vanquished like it just brings some questions up yeah, I guess it can be a little confusing. And we don't really get like a certain um, explanation as to, you know, oh, what demons can and what demons can't yeah. come back. But, you know, plot's sake, we'll just, it works here. It definitely does. So we'll just go with it. <laughs> also, I love how every time this season, like there's been a possibility Leo's like, we can never work with demons. The elders would never let us work with demons. And now it's like, the elders want us to go to Tempest and ask him to reset time. Right. 
I wonder if there's ever any other way to stop magic from being exposed. Hmm, I don't know. But apparently the elders see this as the only solution, so is what it is. And, you know, the elders are our heroes of this series, so... Of course. Haven't noticed? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have Miss Alice Hicks bursting in and being freaky as hell by doing that. Yeah, she's giving me Abby from earlier this season vibes, if I'm being honest. Even her outfit is kind of similar to the one that Abby was wearing when she dressed as Prue. Like, it has that same kind of, like, patterned shirt going on, and it was just, like, reminding me a lot of that top. Yeah, it totally does. And, you know, she's obviously in the wrong for bursting into their house in general. That is some crazy shit. And if I was Prue, I'd probably react the same way. Like, are you out of your mind? Get out. The fact that she threw her, though, is, like, not like Prue to do that to a human. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I get her just being overwhelmed and, like, what the fuck is going on? Get out, you know? Yeah, but like you're saying, it's not like her to react that way to a human. This woman, Alice, obviously needs help. And I feel like it was worth having a conversation because, like, if Alice actually is, like, another witch, maybe she could actually help them. Exactly. And if not, maybe she needs to... um be evaluated by a professional and seek treatment exactly like it didn't need to go down quite like that yeah and the way they just all moved right on from it <laughs> yeah they're just like whatever some woman broke into our house and we just used our magic on her no big deal yeah it's fine happens every day yeah of course so then we're outside and Alice walks over to like the news reporters looking really sad. And they're like, what happened? Did they think you were a demon? Did they think you were a joke? She's like, they're mean witches and like wipes her tears and walks off like crying. Poor Alice. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to suck. It does. It does. She was so hurt about it. Like, why'd you break in? Like... I get it because they like threw you and stuff, but also you literally broke into these people's house. Right. Like, and like, there are police everywhere. Like, how come they didn't see her and how come she didn't get like in trouble? No, it was that? just like completely fine that she did that. Like, yeah, like they you'd think was... they would have arrested her on the spot after she broke in and then came back out. Yeah, that's totally illegal. Yes. But whatever. I guess they have bigger things to focus on. Yes, so. So anyways, now back in the conservatory, Piper's like, so how do we contact Tempest? And Prue says, through Cole. He's an upper-level demon, isn't he? And uh, she's like, and why would he help us? She's like, because helping us helps Phoebe. Are you allowed to orb down there? And he says, and Leo's like, yes, but I won't be able to find her until I'm down there. I can't track her from up here. Then Prue tells him to go, and he gives her a look, and she's like, what's the matter? And he's like, well, once I'm down there, you won't be able to contact me if you get in any kind of trouble. And Piper's like, honey, what more trouble could we possibly get into? Besides, once time resets itself, then everything should be fine. So go and be careful. And they kiss and he orbs out. Then she turns to Prue and says, so Oprah or Barbara? And Prue smiles. And then, of course, we know every time they say something like that, how much worse could it get? Yep, that's the kiss worse. of death it's gonna get much worse jinx in yourself baby girl yep you did this to yourself how bad is it gonna get we shall see really fucking bad also was it always a thing that leo could go down to the underworld or i 
feel like that was something that like they kind of rejected before. I don't know that it's ever actually come up before. This might be the first time that they're trying to go to the underworld. Okay, could be. Yeah, maybe. I just never really, yeah, I never thought of it. We've never seen him go down there before, really, I guess, discussed it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we've only ever seen demons in the underworld before. Unless we're counting that time when they were underground in the Demonic Academy. But I don't know if that was part of the underworld or if that was not. Right, yeah, that seems like its own little thing. I don't know, like an underground office kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting this idea that this is bringing contact for them and that could lead to some trouble. Exactly. So then down in the underworld, Cole walks into the room and he's calling Phoebe's name. She walks over and he says, I have to get you out of here. And she's like, you mean get us out of here? He says, listen to me, this is serious. Something's happening, something big. It's too dangerous for you here. She's like, what's happening? He says, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's important enough for the source to have come. And she's like, what? He's here now? He's like, which is why you have to go. Then Leo orbs in and Cole's like, are you out of your mind? What are you doing? And Leo says, trying to save my family. Prue and Piper have been exposed, Phoebe. The whole world knows you're witches. She's like, what? How? He's like, it doesn't matter how. What matters is getting them out of it, which requires your help. He turns to Cole and says, you have to get to Tempest. You have to get him to reverse time. And Cole's like, there's no way. He says, it's the only way, but we have to move fast. He says, I couldn't summon Tempest even if I wanted to. I don't have that kind of power. Phoebe says, but you know somebody who does. He laughs and he's like, you want me to ask the source to help witches? And Leo says, it doesn't just help witches. The demonic world has been exposed to Cole. Why do you think that he's here? Resetting time solves everybody's problem. Make it your idea. Pitch it like you're doing it to save him, not them, whether that's why you're doing it or not. And they look at each other. Then Phoebe looks at Cole and him at her, and he says, this is suicide. Oh, things are getting so intense. I love it. I know. So we know that Source has come to here, which I guess he's usually somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, like, confused I... <laughs> about the setup of the Underworld, like... Yeah, like, what do you mean he's come? He's come to, like, this section of the Underworld, or, like, just the Underworld itself, and he usually lives, like, in his own form of hell? Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. Like, Source, where's your house? No clue where he is. But, of course, Phoebe's like, whoa, what's going on? And then I love Leo coming in and the dramatic effect of, like what's going on up there the demonic world and the world you know human world has been exposed and then of course Cole now having to pitch this to the source is wild and seeing how that goes and if you know the source will even listen to Cole after what Cole's done is kind of a freaky thought yeah and it also makes me kind of have this idea of because we know Cole's an upper level demon we know Tempest is an upper level demon I guess Tempest is like right below the source maybe on the same level as someone like Shax I'm not really sure yeah no I'm not really sure either and we obviously see Leo kind of questioning Cole's intentions here so I guess Mm -hmm. Leo doesn't believe for sure that Cole's good whereas we know Phoebe does exactly so I'm looking forward to seeing if this plan works me too 
So now we move to the sources layer and Cole approaches a guard and they kind of look at each other for a few seconds and then the guy lets him through. Then Cole puts up his hood and walks in and the room is full of like a purple misty sky and fires are going off all around. And then a hooded man sits there and Cole approaches and removes his hood and says, I've heard the rumors. I beg you, are they true? Have we been exposed? And he says, what business is it of yours? And he said, Ed Cole says, I may have a solution. Tempest's powers, the source says, are still weakened from the last time he turned back time. Doing so again will destroy him. And Cole says, what other choice is there? And then there's silence. And he's like, forgive me. And the source says, for your betrayal, never. And then he gets up and says, I know of your struggles, Balthazar, of your witch. I know that's why you've come to me. I know everything about you. Tempest will do as you suggest if your witch crosses over, if your witch joins us. And he says she'd never do that. And the source says, not even to save one of her sister's lives. And Cole says, has one of them been killed? And he's like, wait. <laughs> oh, creepy Ooh. like. I really creepy. like the source. I really Me fuck too. with him here. Like, I'm usually I don't like the mysterious demon-y voices, but I like the way they're cloaking his appearance. I like the robes. I like the setting here and kind of like the misty atmosphere, though I'm also wondering, like, where are we? How is this different from Cole's section of the underworld? Is this where the source lives? Like, I know, like, what exactly is happening? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I also like the way he talks down to Cole. Like, it's really effective and really strong for me. I feel like we never see Cole, like, bow down to anybody like that. You know, it's, like, really weird. Like, even with the triad, even though we could tell that they were kind of above him, like, he was always, like, very, like, sassy and tough with them. Same thing with, like, Raynor and the other, like, Brotherhood people. Whereas with the Source, it's very clear he knows his place is well below. Right. So the Source has just got to be the craziest strength, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The one other thing I do want to comment on from this scene is just the guard at the beginning, the way he's kind of like shirtless and stuff. I do want to point out that like they're kind of like sexualizing the black male body in a way with that because I feel like we don't see a lot of men sexualized in the show the way we do like women and it's interesting that they're choosing like a black man in this part whereas like other guards and demons we've seen are clothed in ways they're not like dressed the way this man is. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I didn't really think about that, but yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to point it out. I'm not sure, you know, exactly what it means or even that it's really my place to describe, like, what that's doing for the show, but it's just something I definitely wanted to, like, make reference to and call out where I see it. Right. So then we're at the manor outside, and we just see total chaos out front. Then we cut to the conservatory and Prue and Piper are barricading the doors in case time doesn't reset. And Prue's saying that they need to figure out what they're going to do if Leo doesn't succeed. Piper says we're going to do talk shows and book signings and movie deals and then taken by the CIA and dissected. And Prue's like, Piper, how can you be joking about this? And she grabs the Book of Shadows as they walk to the living room. And Piper says, who's joking? Prue says, well, I'm not, all right? I'm scared, and you should be too. Our lives, everything that we've worked for, can be completely destroyed with one stupid mistake. Our entire future, our entire destiny could be wiped out just like that. And then we hear a gunshot and see Piper gasp, and they both look down, 
and see blood. Piper was shot in the stomach. And Prue catches her as she falls forward. Then we cut outside and see Alex holding like this huge ass gun on top of a van saying, I killed the wicked witch. The wicked witch is dead. And the cops jump up and grab her and pull her down and she's arrested. Oh, no. Piper. This is crazy. This was a very well, like, created scene, I think. And, like, the timing of, like, right when Piru finished that sentence, she gets, like, Piper gets shot. And, like, Piper's whole reaction and shaking and everything, it felt very real. And then, of course, like, the police taking down Allison, also very, you know, what you would expect to happen. Yeah. I also do want to comment, I mean, this is 2001, so this is earlier in kind of, like, gun violence in America, um, being in the news, being kind of this huge thing. I think today, you know, we know things like gun violence are happening literally all the time. It's something that we hardly give a second look to at this point, just because it is so commonplace. Whereas I think in the time it would have been even more shocking than I think it is watching it in a modern context. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely become a lot more regulated in a way. And I guess back in this time period, it was not as huge of a thing. I mean, we never really see people with guns in this show anyways, except for like the cops, you know? Yeah. So this was like definitely an intense moment and like something that none of them were expecting to happen. Yeah. And it really reflects kind of like the narrative of this time that like it was mostly people with mental health issues committing um mass shootings or gun violence whereas we know today it's more people who are indoctrinated into mostly like white male kind of groups where they convince them kind of through the internet and other mediums um, of these misogynistic ideals that then lead to that violence in society right so now we are still in the living room and Prue is holding Piper in her arms and holding a towel over her room, telling her that she's okay. And Prue is like crying really hard right now and is her voice is breaking. She's crawling for Leo and she's like, okay, we have to get you to the hospital. Come on. And she helps Piper up. Outside, we see Prue walking Piper to the car and still calling for Leo. And then the news people are like running up to them, asking a bunch of questions. She's like ignoring them. She gets Piper into the back seat and hops in the front and she starts the car and like tries to drive down the driveway, but she stops slamming on the horn, telling everyone to move out of the way, but no one's moving. They're all just all over listening. And she gets out and sees that everyone's still standing there and she gets super overwhelmed and everything goes like silent and faded. And she's like freaking out and she just like loses it and starts using her powers to throw people and everyone else starts running she throws like the news people out of the way and throws people into cars and then she gets back in the car and drives off through the barricade thing oh the emotion in this goddamn scene is ridiculous like it makes me cry every freaking time i swear to god prue and piper both like especially shannon doherty's acting here is like ridiculous you know like the emotion the fear the like not knowing what to do is crazy and piper just like you know 
trying not to die over there and just like trying to stay alive like it's so perfectly acted yes and it's even more impressive when you think about the fact shannon doherty is fucking directing herself in this scene like there's no one there telling her like hey you're hitting the nail on the head like she's doing it all yeah herself and it's just incredible absolutely killed it and i mean i totally understand her reaction here it feels so genuine like the way that everything kind of tunes out and she's just completely losing it and not being able to cope with what's going on with her sister and the fact that no one is helping. Everyone is just so involved in their own media frenzy that they don't even care that a woman is literally dying. It's so sick because it really speaks about or speaks to like reality today where everyone just wants to record it, wants to film it, wants to see the tragedies, wants to be the one to show it or like look at it and invest themselves in other people's lives and their business at any cost you know yeah and it's like like human life doesn't matter to them exactly it's really disgusting because it is like a super realistic thing that does happen you know and like she's quite literally trying to just save her sister's life like at the end of the day this is and then nobody's nobody's like focusing on that and it's wild you know yeah definitely how little respect people have for anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the hospital and we see Piper being wheeled in and Prue is with her asking for Dr. Griffiths. He approaches and asks what happened and they all go into a room and move Piper to the bed. Prue's there watching and her shirt is open and she's breathing like really struggling. And the doctors are calling for stuff and Prue's still calling for Leo and she like takes Piper's hand And Piper says he can't hear you. Something must have gone wrong. And she looks really rough. And Prue's like, hey, hey, don't you dare die on me. She's like, Prue, I'm cold. And Prue's crying. So am I. (laughs) And Piper says, I can't feel my legs. Don't go. I love you. And then we hear that beep of the heart machine. And the doctor calls for the paddles. And they shock her twice. Nothing happens. Prue's crying. Dr. Griffiths tells her he's sorry. She starts crying and saying no. She goes over and hugs Piper. She's holding her hand. She's crying more. She turns to the doctor. She's like, get out of here. Go. And they start packing the stuff up and leave. Dr. Griffiths like turns back and looks at her and we see Prue like still holding Piper's hands. And then we see an officer in like the SWAT gear standing outside the window of the door oh what a scene again and Bruce once again her emotion and Piper here like I'm cold don't go I can't feel my legs like oh it's so hard to watch and then you see of course Dr. Griffith's like guilt almost after when he walks out like wow they saved my lives and you know they got exposed because of my whole situation and you know I didn't even back them up and now yeah. one of them's dead like like saving me my life cost one of them theirs yeah and especially that he even went and went against his promise to them I would have felt so guilty if I was him in that moment yeah me too 100 percent. but the emotion in this scene and seeing that now we lost a Hallowell Piper is dead like I I'm really hoping that we can count on Tempest to reverse this are we just gonna lose one sister yeah, like, can't lose a sister. We can't lose Piper. I know. I'm like, 
really wondering if this lasts or if they actually are able to get Tempest to reverse time. And I'm really hoping so. Yeah. And this is the second time. I mean, we've seen Prue have to watch Piper dying in a hospital bed, right? We saw this yeah. in season two and we're seeing it again now. And it's just, and it's just as devastating. From, both from things that aren't even supernatural. Exactly. Those are like real world things, you mm-hmm. know? So now we move back to the underworld and Leo and Phoebe are crouched down talking and then Cole approaches and they get up and turn to him and Phoebe's like says that they were worried and asks what's wrong and Cole says he knows about you about us and he's she's like so what does that mean Cole says he's offering a deal he'll get Tempest to reset time if you stay here and Leo says down here he's crazy we're desperate but not that desperate and then Cole looks down and Phoebe says why would he think that I wouldn't accept an offer like that and then he looks at her and says because it's the only way to bring one of your sisters back to life and Leo says it's a trick he's lying and Cole's like no it's not and that's the end of that scene oh the dramatic effect the delivery everything just perfect here perfect yeah it's not a necessary scene because it's delivering information we already know, but because of the acting and kind of like the effect of it, I do like seeing it and I do appreciate that it was included. No, I definitely do too. Like, it's not something that doesn't work here, you know? Yeah, definitely. So then we cut back to the hospital and SWAT starts walking down the hall and we see Prue is still in the room holding Piper's hands. And a cop bursts in and says, just keep your hands where I can see them and you won't get hurt. And Prue stands up, clearly pissed off. She throws him out the door. Then we see another cop come in and she kicks the gun out of his hand and starts just beating the shit out of him, throwing him through the door. Then she sticks an IV holder thing through it and the lights cut out. Leo orbs in and she says, they killed her, Leo. They think we're the demons now. And Leo starts crying and goes over to Piper, holding her and kissing her forehead, apologizing. Prue says, can you make this right or not? And she grabs his shoulder and says, go. And he orbs out and Prue sits with Piper and says, don't worry, he's going to fix it. I promise you're going to be fine. Oh, I love like her anger here. And even like towards Leo, she's like, she's like, go, like fix this or not, you know? And just her pissed offness, willing to go at everybody because they just did this to her sister. Like, oh my God, it's so, it goes so strong here. And Leo's immediate tears, like everything is just working so well for me in these scenes. Yeah, really beautiful performances and Prue gets shit done. Like she, even in a moment of crisis, she's handling it. Absolutely. And I love seeing it. Yeah, she is not going to let her sister die. Nope. So then we go back to the underworld and Cole and Phoebe are standing there and she's got her back to him. Then Leo orbs in and she turns to him and sees him crying and she's like, Piper. And then they hug and Cole looks down and Leo's like, you don't have to do this. And she touches his face and says, yes, I do. And she looks at Cole and says, so will resetting time affect us down here? He says, no. Then Phoebe's like, good. I only have one condition. You must warn Prue and Piper before the demonic hitman attacks. Otherwise, they're dead anyway. Which, I mean, not if Leo goes up knowing that time frame, but... 
Yeah, that's what's confusing me because like, will Leo know? Like, I'm a little confused about what the reset does and who it affects. Right, like if it doesn't affect them in the underworld, then Leo is in the underworld and probably wouldn't be affected either, right? So he would be able to go back in time and like help them with whatever is going on and warn them, you know? Yeah, I also will just say I love this moment between Phoebe and Leo, um, the way she just looks at him and knows it's Piper, yeah. but also the way she touches him, not appropriate for brother-in-law, sister-in-law I... touching. I know. I've I had to call it out. I just had to. Every single time. I'm like, why does she do this all the like, time? Like, she, like, touches his face and then his chest. I'm like... Yeah, I would never do that. Weird. Like, the hug was enough. Relax. <laughs> yeah. The hug, fine. That, romantic. Yeah, a little much. So then we're back at the source's lair, and the source says, agreed. And Cole looks at him and then gets up and, like, bows and then runs out. And then we see the guard walk over and bow to the source. And the source says, once I have reset time, detain him and then kill his witch. That way I won't have to worry about Balthazar anymore or the charmed ones. And the guard nods and gets up and leaves. The source is a double crosser. Yeah, who saw that coming? (laughs) (laughs) He's only the big bad exactly i love that we meet him for the first time in our finale like that i know we've been hearing about him since mid-season two and then we finally get to see him in our season three finale i know i'm living for it me too so now we go back to the hospital and prue is sitting holding piper still and outside the door there are snipers with like this heat camera thing about to kill her And then it cuts to the source's lair and says, it shall be done, with lightning crashing behind him. And back in the hospital, the guy with the the heat camera thing on his gun aims it at Peru and fires the shot and her hands go up. And then right before it's about to hit her, everything starts moving in reverse and we cut to, to outside the bridge and then outside the manor and it's back to daytime. So So they just missed killing both of them. Yeah, we were about to lose two of our charmed ones here. Yeah, I know. But luckily, Tempest has done his thing. Yes. Thank you, Tempest. So then we move to our final scene of the episode. We're in the manor, in the parlor, and we're back where we were at the beginning. And Prue says, I know this sounds incredible, but you are a healer. You do good. Now, either you have saved too many lives or you're about to save a life that they don't want you to save. And Dr. Griffiths is like, they? And she tells him about Shax. And again, he asks if it's a practical joke. She gets the chill that she did the first time and calls for Phoebe. The doors burst open. Shax comes in and knocks them over, looking at the doctor. Prue runs over to protect him like she did last time and gets hit by Shax's power and flies through the wall, then Piper. Shax turns to Dr. Griffith. And again, he says, what are you? And Shaq says, the end. And he hits him with a bolt and he flies through the window. Shaq looks at him, then at the sisters who are both on the ground unconscious. Then he turns into the wind and goes out the doors, shattering the glass as they close. Oh my Lord, what an ending. So I will like to say, um, before we get into the actual dynamics of the scene, 
Every finale ends with the door closing through telekinesis. Usually it's Prue doing it, but this time it's Shaxx as the wind closing the door, which I thought was a really cool way to close Whoa, out the season. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, now we see that it's this. I love that they had it back to the same scene that we started with, the same information. The only difference is Phoebe wasn't there to save them. Yes. So, what does this mean? Like, we end on that note. We don't know if any of them make it, if any of them are going to be okay. I assume we pick up where we left off in the next season, but what a way to go out. I feel like we don't typically end finales on cliffhangers like this. Like, we end on a high note, usually. Like, usually things are solved and they're having that sisterly conversation. But this time we end on a battle scene where we don't know what the outcome is. All three sisters' lives are in danger. Exactly. This is something that's never happened before. And it's interesting to end our first continuous season, which is what we've talked about season three being before, on a cliffhanger. Exactly. I 100% agree. This is nothing like we've had before in any other finale. And I feel like we have so much to look forward to. Yeah, no, like, I'm so excited to, one, do our wrap-up of this season, mm-hmm. two, talk about season four once we get there, since we, again, left off on so many fucking questions. Exactly. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So, final thoughts on the episode. What a way to end the season. I really, I really did love this episode. I said it about the last one and about this one as well. It's a phenomenal episode. The acting here, the cliffhanger, the problems, the, oh my God, everything about this episode was just beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, I absolutely this, loved it. This might be one of the most perfect episodes of the series. I I would have to say, I would have to agree that it's definitely top five. Yeah. I forgot, honestly, how good this episode was. I came into watching the episodes for this week. I mean, as you guys know, listen, we record two episodes at a time. So I was really looking forward to Look Who's Barking because that's a fun episode and I remember it being that way. And I always think of this episode as good, don't get me wrong, but I forgot just how good. Like as I was watching it, I could not tear my eyes away from the screen for a second. Like it was actually hard for me to pause, jot down my notes and then have to play again. Right? Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, this was an amazing episode it was and I like uh like there are so many questions and we can't talk about any of the results of what happened and I just I can't wait to find out what is going to go on for our sisters me too and I hope everybody is just as excited as we are yes thanks for listening to this week's episode if you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitched podcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for our season three wrap-up episode.